Hey everybody, Kurt Schlechter here for the unredacted VIP town hall thing that occurs every Monday that I kind of do whenever. Today, uh, happy male potency day. You know, this is uh, the day that honors uh, uh, men who uh, have uh, uh, produced children through sex. And uh, it also honors... Uh, you know, the uh, pool boys, gardeners, and other domestic servants who have fathered the children of Bulwark staff writers. So it's time we give those uh, uh, those guys a shout-out. This one's for you, Raul. Hold on. <sighs> yeah, I'm having a little vino verde, and I've got a very special guest. It's my wife, who, uh, uh, since it's Father's Day, and since uh, this is uh, part of what's happening, she's sitting over there with me, but she refuses to participate in any kind of meaningful way. Okay, thank you. And we've got Barky over here. We got Bitey in the house. Everybody's uh, everybody's kicking it, kicking it old school, as it were, as opposed to some other school. We got a lot to talk about today, uh, and uh, we got a lot of ground to cover. So I'm going to get right into it. But first, I'm going to pimp, uh, as if I was Huggy Bear, my amazing town hall video. Because I'm now doing a video every Thursday night. And it it comes out Friday. And uh, it's, uh, you know, 5 to 11 minutes. They seem to grow in length. And I take one topic, and as opposed to this, uh, where I just kind of wander through what's happening for the week. In uh, the stream of consciousness video... Uh, I find one topic. I did Jeffrey Tubin, as opposed to Jeffrey Tubin doing himself, which is the only reason anyone's still talking about Jeffrey Tubin. Part two. Uh, I, I don't ask me about Jeffrey Tubin's parts. No one, no one need. I mean, we've all seen it. We've all zoomed. And then I did uh, the uh, uh, dramatic and innovative strategy tangent that uh, Victoria's Secret has uh, taken. Uh, towards the ugly communist demographic, which I thought was just absolutely to be expected by these people. I mean, like, you know, this is all part of the whole uh, woke construct that includes all of CRT. Now, you may know CRT as that uh, racist Marxist amalgam of idiotic ideology and David Dukean racism, but uh, uh, apparently you don't know it at all, because uh, they, we, we've been told that we don't know what CRT is. See, that's why we don't like it. We don't know what it is. Yeah, I, 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 we, we know what it is, okay? We, we, we know exactly what it is. And they simply don't want to accept they, it, it. It's like they wave this magic wand going... You know, I, I understand that you have objections to, uh, you know, being called racist, sexist, homophobe, transphobes. But that's just because you don't understand that you're racist, sexist, homophobe, transphobes. And I'm not sure that's what I'd call a compelling argument. I'm kind of a lawyer, occasionally. And I tend to try and prove things to people to get money. And uh, that doesn't sound like a particularly compelling argument to me. The thing is, I mean, it, it, it's like when your kid comes home from school and says, hi, mommy, did you know you're at fault for slavery? Which is kind of a nice trick because you're, you know, you're, 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 she, she had her like grandparents immigrate from, uh, you know, Portugal 
in, in 1922. And a nice trick. And, um, uh, you know, she's got questions. My favorite was uh, that brother marrying freak of nature, Ilan Omar. You know her. She, uh, she came out and started talking, you know, Juneteenth is a good start, but we have to move on to the next step, reparations. Let me get this straight. I want to make sure I've got all the pieces put together, Elon Omar. And uh, uh, happy Father's slash Brother's Day. So it's kind of nice because you can, you, you can kill two birds with one stone, which is great. I'm trying to figure out how people who didn't own slaves owe money to people who were not slaves including a person who was born in freaking Somalia. I'd like to, if somebody can graph that out for me, I'd like a flow chart of some sort to help me figure out how that works. But of course it doesn't work because it's all bullshit. Don't make the mistake of applying reason or rationality to this shit. Don't be going, you know, I'm really going to prove that CRT is garbage. Okay. You're not going to prove it to leftists, because here's the secret. They know it's garbage. They know it's bullshit. Doesn't matter. Does matter to normal people. Matters to normal people, because normal people are like, you know, I just thought it kind of weird my kid came home and started telling me about my white privilege. As I was going to work at the factory, you know, I was, uh, I was looking around for my privilege on the way in my used car. For a 12-hour shift, I was looking for my privilege. Didn't see it. Didn't find it. Find a little, uh, find it a little uh, upsetting. No, we look, don't allow yourself to be gasless about CRT. It's bullshit. They know it's bullshit. You know it's bullshit. And normal people hate it. Like I, I, I sometimes hang around people who are politically inclined, who are in the biz, as they say who make it part of their OOV, O-E-U-R-V-E, or V-R-E. I, I don't know. It's a French thing. It means their thing. It's kind of a tautology. But anyway, their OOV is this whole political stuff. And here's the deal. They, uh... Um... Oh, stop it. They're telling me that the polling is abominable on CRT. I mean, it is horrible. It is right there with pedophilia. It is not popular. People hate it. Everybody hates it. Minorities hate it. Max Majorities hate it. Uh, men hate it. Women hate it. Non-binaries hate it. Uh, white people hate it. Black people hate it. Yellow people hate it. Green people hate it. I don't know who green people are. But I'm sure that's a thing, and I'm sure they're oppressed, uh, according to your local college uh, faculty. Look! Bitey! Bitey! Stop it! No. Don't do it. Stop oppressing me. I don't accept your barking paradigm. Every time you bark, it's spirit murdering me. I can do Stop it! You've murdered my spirit. Okay. So, a lot of stuff going on. One of the, you know, a lot, lot of stuff on Twitter. I've been on Twitter a lot today, being, being Father's Day. They got, uh, oh, I've been, I've been abandoned. Uh, George Takai is tweeting. He says, one of my biggest regrets uh, was never becoming a dad. George, do I have to explain how this works? Uh, let's see. Brian Stelter is back. He's still a potato. And you know what's hilarious? He is... Uh, the, the top, he, he's trending, and the top 
Twitter thing is one of mine. And this takes me to another topic, but I've always got to talk Stelter a little bit. My tweet of, uh, what is this, June? June 20th uh, at about uh, da, 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 about 11 a.m., 10 a.m. California time. It's a poll, and it reads like this. My poll on President Trump in 2024. Pick who you intend to support as of today. But there are certain assumptions, folks. One assumption is you'd support the GOP nominee if your guy lost the nomination. So we don't get it. I would never vote for him. I just want an answer. Number two, Rick Grinnell will be the VI, uh, vice president because we want 16 years of him total. And uh, three, Brian Stelter is a potato. So that the, the, literally the first and highest ranked reference to Brian Stelter on Twitter, where he is trending, is my tweet, which says Brian Stelter is a potato. And it's got the little potato emoji, which uh, is one of my personal favorites. Let's talk about this poll, because I think this is interesting. I think this is uh, uh, important stuff. In this poll, like I said, I'm, who, who do you support as of today? Okay, and I've done these before, but uh, I, think, I think this is kind of interesting. I got four choices. President Trump, Ron DeSantis, somebody else who is woke, and some Jebite like Nikki. So let's uh, uh, break it down from top to bottom. 1% have some Jebite like Nikki. So about 1%. Oh, now, did I mention there are 14,308 votes in under five hours? And I got 19 hours, 32 minutes left as of this, this uh, uh, recording. Okay? Out of 14,308 votes at this very moment, some Jebite like Nick is getting in a whole 1%. So I'm thinking... You know, all the people going, uh, you know, all, all the smart people going, Liz Cheney, do you plan to run for president? Would anyone notice? It's like, does a tree follow the woods if there's no one there to hear? Does, does, does Liz Cheney run for president if no self-respecting Republican would vote for her sorry cowgirl ass? Beltway cowgirl. Uh, that guy is, uh, is about as uh, endemic to uh, uh, Wyoming as the three-toed sloth. Uh, by the way, the three-toed sloth has actually done more for conservatism than any Cheney ever. Okay, um, next, clocking in at 3% is someone else who is woke. Someone else who is woke. So, number three, at 46%, President Trump. 50%, Ron DeSantis. Wow, folks. Wow. President Trump. Now, look. As you know, because you are my uh, you are my people, you are my children, and it is Father's Day. Spiritual spiritual children, or at least on Twitter, I probably make a joke about your mother. We're going to move on. I got a pretty you know I got a pretty uh, uh, pro president crowd. President Trump, not President Asterisk, please. I have a pretty pro Trump crowd. I think it is. Uh, a crowd that supports the president. Now, look, my, my feeling is I really, I like the president. I'm very grateful for what he did, and I am entirely unsentimental. And president Trump is not the best guy to beat Kamala Harris because you know the desiccated old zombie is going to punch out eventually. Right? You know, he's going to fall in the shower, break his hip. He's going to slip out of his uh, 
a rocking chair during the Matlock Marathon and break his hip. He's going to be walking down Air Force One and Camel is going to kick him and he's going to break his hip. He's going to break his hip. He's going to be out. It's going to be Kamala. I want the person who's going to beat her like a rented mule. Which, I don't really want to get into that whole analogy because I'm not sure that you're like, yeah, I'd like to rent a mule because he's really talked bad about me and I want to kick his fucking ass. I don't think that's a thing. So I'm not really sure about the rented mule thing. But you get where I'm going. I want the next person to win. And again, I am unsentimental. Uh, I would be happy for Donald Trump to win. I would be happy for any Republican to win, not Nikki Haley, because the hell with her. But uh, And she's not really a Republican. And just assume the exclamation point after Nikki, as you do the exclamation point after Jeb. So, look, I like President Trump. I like him a lot. I think he did great things. And if he is not the most likely to win, then I don't want him running. I don't want him as the nominee. If he is less likely to win, I don't want him in the game. And you're just like, Kurt, you're disloyal. No, 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 no. First of all, understand how loyalty works. I owe no loyalty to any politician. Politicians owe loyalty to me. I am the customer. Okay? I am the consumer. It is not up to me to earn the right to support a candidate. No, 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 no. Au contraire, as they say in John Kerry, he needs to earn my vote. And he earns my vote by being the best candidate. And I, I, I would not have a problem if he was. I think if he was going to win, boom, I want to support him. And I think most of the people here feel that way because there were a lot of comments on here, and I looked at them. And, uh, I think a lot of this is folks saying, hey, you know, it's, it's going to be 2024. And again, this is early. I know this is early. We all know this is early. But it, it, in 2024, will Donald Trump be the best to beat, the, uh, beat uh, Kamala Harris? And uh, I've got some questions. And I'm not, uh, look, I'm not disrespecting the president. Again, it's not disrespectful to tell him, look, you need to earn my vote. And I've got questions. I've got questions about some of the choices you made last time. The election farce was Donald Trump's fault. What are you saying? Uh, to the extent we were unprepared for it, and when I got to Las Vegas, folks, where I worked with Eric Grinnell on one of the big six election fights, we were absolutely unprepared. We are not. We did not have the resources. We had not prepared the battlefield. We had not done the hard legal work necessary to set ourselves up to be able to challenge unfair election results. Yeah, there was some fraud. We didn't address that beforehand. Yeah, there were uh, changes to rules that we didn't address. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, media bias and establishment bias that we did not address. And when I say we, I mean the president because he was in charge. Okay? That's on him. Because the commander is responsible for everything that the unit does or does not do. It's just how it works. I'm not trying to diss Trump. I'm just telling you the facts. It was his job to do it. He didn't get it done. And he, and he needs to be accountable for that. That was a problem. He had personnel problems throughout. He was game bearer towards the end. But for much of his reign, he was doing things like deferring to freaking generals because he was impressed by generals. Have you seen anything to be impressed by the generals about? Maybe we'll talk about uh, CRT in the military and the garbage chief of naval operations 
who was uh, defending Henry Rogers, a.k.a. Ibram X. Kendi. God, that's so frivolous. I can't, it's the same at Thanksgiving. Henry! Henry! Would you like some turkey? It's Ibram Kendi, Mom! It's like, shut up, Henry! I will hit you with this shoe. Anyway. Now, DeSantis is doing something a little different. DeSantis seems to have much of the same attitude as Donald Trump did. And I think attitude is a, a significant part of this fight. The attitude that the liberals are the enemy, not just friends we haven't, you know, that we're having a little spat with, but people who want to existentially destroy and damage our country as we knew it and disenfranchise us. That is what they want to do. That's what their H.R. Uh, 1 wants to do, effectively uh, make it impossible to elect Republicans. Now, of course, dipshit Republicans are doing all they can to make it impossible to elect Republicans. But let's put that aside. You need an attitude. And I, you know, Trump has the attitude now, so he still respected institutions. He respected the military, respected the media. He would give interviews to like 60 Minutes and the New York Times. Think about that. Think about that. His enemies, and he would go give them interviews. Why did he treat them like that? Because he had a residual notion that these institutions were not absolute garbage. And that's absolutely wrong. That is the, the, now, I think it started to change towards the end, but it was a little late. But it was absolutely wrong. They are garbage, and they need to be treated like that. Our boy, Ron DeSantis, does not have that problem. I, I, I did a uh, town hall on it. Political Asperger's. He doesn't react as the media expects him to. He just doesn't care. He doesn't respond to their social cues. He doesn't recognize their moral authority. He thinks they're steaming piles of human dog shit, which they are. And he treats them accordingly, and he just does what he wants to do. And he doesesn't care. You know, today, yes, Santos was uh, was trending. Um, apparently, some uh, uh, guy got drunk at a, a gay pride parade, uh, mistook the gas for the brakes, which happens, and drove into a crowd. Unfortunately, killed somebody, hurt two other people. They're like, oh, MAGA terrorists killing gay people at a pride parade. Turned out to be a gay guy from the pride parade who just uh, had a few too many cosmopolitans. And, um, you know... Uh, a number of liberals kind of walked it back. They're going, yeah, well, 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 DeSantis still made it legal to run over people, which, you know, if you get in the road and try and block uh, uh, people in and threaten them and you get run over, let's just say I am unsympathetic. I am unsympathetic to the cause. You know, don't fucking block people in or you or you get run over. And I'm I'm fine with that. I literally have no problem with uh, uh, people doing that. Don't block people in and threaten them. You don't get to do that. And if you do, you run the risk that they will take uh, extreme measures to protect themselves and their family. Don't fuck with people if you don't want to be dragged down a freeway underneath a Chevy. Just I'm just throwing that out there. Anyway, DeSantis. It was so funny there, you know, DeSantis. And, you know, DeSantis, it, it, Trump would have gone on on Twitter right? Back when he could. And he would have spent, you know, 20 minutes screwing with them and turning into a thing. And DeSantis is like, man, fuck you. 
Eh, I'm just going to go past another law, you know what? DeSantis disrespects the left, which is what we need. And look, I think we needed Trump's mean tweets in 2016. And I, I'm still a fan of Trump's mean tweets. I'm not one of those guys that, if, you know, Trump would be so, it would be fine with me if only he wasn't so mean with his mean tweets. That's like the guy who goes, I'm socially liberal, but fiscally conservative, which means you're a fucking liberal. Hey, I like Trump. I, I like some of the things Trump does, but I don't like his mean tweets. Means you're a fucking Democrat. And you're gonna vote that way, all right? So don't put me in that category. Put me in the you know male identifying man category. It's Father's Day, damn it! I'm not some sissy lib man. And can you see a quotation marks around man? Anyway, uh, but look, Trump's style brought him into fights that we may not need to be in in 2024. You know, 2024 is eight years from 2016. Eight years. If you want the same thing in 2024 that you want in 2016, are you really thinking it through? It's been eight years. And this is in a time when shit changes in 24 hours. Hell, it changes in 12. So the idea we need somebody exactly like Trump was in 2024, I, just because it was successful eight years ago, or eight years before, hell, it's only five and a half years now, does not mean it will necessarily be successful then. DeSantis, who is immensely popular in Florida, and remember, Florida was a purple state for a long time. It's now gone red because of what DeSantis is doing. DeSantis is dragging people to the right. Look what, uh, you know, even that piece of shit Brian Kemp in Georgia. He got dragged to the right, passed election reform. Greg Abbott finally started doing some real conservative stuff in Texas because DeSantis is setting the standard. Christy Nome destroyed herself because she didn't play along with the new DeSantis standard, Right. She said, I'm going, to, I'm going to protect high school girls' sports, or college girls' sports, some girls' sports, from uh, uh, bizarre transsexuals who decide that they've got to be in girls' sports, who were formerly men. Yeah, Aaron knows none of the women who transform into men ever try and play with the men. Have you ever noticed that? Just weird. I Just say it. Just say it. Totally weird. If you're an idiot. If you're a normal person, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Christy Nome, when that happened, you know, was promised to ban it, started getting calls from, like, the Chamber of Commerce and, uh, you know, soft donor. You can't do it. It's too mean. And then she didn't. And then she tried to explain to us how we were stupid and didn't really understand what was going on because we were going to hold her to her word and basic conservative shit. And now she is not in the running. No one wants her. I am never Nome. But I'm almost never known. I'm never Nikki. Definitely never Nikki. That establishment hack at. Uh, DeSantis doesn't do any of that shit. He, he sets the standard, and he just achieves. And I think people are starting to come around to it. I think a lot of conservatives are saying, look, President Trump loved what you did eight years before this election. You were necessary. Your style was necessary. Now we've got to change. And I know there are people going, well, well, Trump had the election stolen from him. I agree. 
There are lots of reasons to call this election illegitimate. Okay? Formal ones, like uh, uh, unlawful laws being enacted, fraud, because there was fraud. The extent is unclear, but we know there were instances of fraud. How much there was is the question. And, of course, the informal rigging of the entire establishment, including the uh, uh, media in favor of that desiccated old uh, bad-fingered zombie. But I got to tell you, I, I don't care about Trump's hurt feelings. Okay, so if you tell me Trump deserves vindication, I, I don't care. That's not even remotely one of my criteria. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say he probably deserves yeah, vindication. Yeah, well, you're, you don't get to try for it risking the election. If you are the most likely to win the general election, then I will, I will support you. If you are not, but you deserve a chance because you were deprived of a second term, doesn't work for me. I would not, I'm not opposed to him going full Grover Cleveland. I, I like to think he learned a lot of lessons because he made a lot of mistakes, as well as doing amazing things. And I will happily support him if he is the nominee. Uh, and I may even uh, support him in the primary. But I've got questions right now. I've got legit questions, and so do the people in this election uh, poll that I did. And we are now up to, and I'm going to take a look at it. Da-dee-da-dee-da. Trying to take a look at it. Trying to take a look at it. There we go. We got 14,565 votes. And we are at 46% Trump, 50% DeSantis, 4% someone else. And it's actually someone else who is woke. That's 53% who would be anti-Trump. And actually 54 if you count the uh, 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 some Jebite like Nikki people. Donald Trump, 46 to 54% in a hardcore conservative demographic, which is you, the listener. Are you getting this? Are you hep to my vibe? I thought until recently uh, Donald Trump was a shoe-in for the primary, if he wanted. I, I've never been more than 50% sure that he was going to go. And I, I have heard different things from different people. People in the know, folks. I have heard people in the know say he is definitely running. I have heard people in the know saying, I don't think he's going to. And, of course, him not running kind of holds everything up, which is not a bad thing. Right? As long as Donald Trump's out there, he's the guy taking the fire. If Donald Trump pulls out, then they can start lying in detail about the Arcanists. They're already trying it on uh, DeSantis, but the, you know, the tsunami of bullshit hasn't started yet. So Trump can be doing him a favor by taking in the heat. And he's not going to say anything until after 2022. He wants to see how much influence he has. There's a lot of questions. Is he too old? He'll be 78. I mean, he's a pretty vital guy. Is he a guy who has learned his lessons? Eh. Is he a guy who's going to use all the same tactics and techniques? Now, frankly, I think in some ways the liberals did Trump a giant favor by taking him off of social media. Why did they do that? Because he, his part of it's out of the limelight. They, look, they lie about him all the time. But it's not really interesting if you just have a bunch of sexless potatoes like uh, Brian Stelter whining about Trump. Nobody listens. I think Stelter's down to like 200,000 uh, viewers, which is surprising me because there are like more people than that in airline lounges at any one time. But 
I mean, literally, he's got a um, uh, ratings right down there with the hamster channel, okay? Which is nothing but a hamster running around on a wheel, which probably gives you better political insight than uh, Stelter, who is a potato. The thing is, they are obsessed with Trump. So they're talking about it, but no one cares because it's boring if he's not fighting back. It's boring if Trump isn't fighting back. I think uh, I think we will see um, him at least test the water, but the fact that he has been socially media exiled, I think was a terrible mistake for him. Not him, for the left. Because he, it took him out of the picture. It made him kind of a non-entity. It's not as much fun just watching sexless eunuchs howl. It's fun when Trump gets in there and beats him up on Twitter. When Trump's not there to fight back, you know, they're just yelling at clouds. So I think they kind of did him a favor that way. And frankly, I don't know if Trump will get his media stuff back. And and you got a guy like DeSantis who doesn't rely on the liberal media. And he doesn't rely on social media. He's got a Twitter feed. Uh, we, we've seen his, uh, his uh, communications person. She's very aggressive. But... Yeah, he's not out there getting in fights with Rosie O'Donnell. He's just getting out there going, I'm going to do this concrete thing. And then he does it. And maybe, maybe that's what we need. So, anyway. I just think uh, Trump only getting 46% in a conservative demographic of nearly 15,000 voters. And there's going to be more. There's 19 hours left on this, folks. There's going to be uh, more votes. I think that is, uh, I think that's stunning, and uh, and it and it corresponds to what I've been hearing outside. Now you know I'm a lawyer. I never talk about what people tell me. So if you tell me something, I'm probably not gonna, unless you go. You can absolutely say this. I often will not say anything about it. But people do tell me stuff, and you know there are people going, "Hey, Kurt, we gotta we gotta move on from Trump. Trump's Trump's old. He's uh, uh he he's done his part. He's played the role and in that he's not what we need anymore to go the extra mile we'll be fighting yesterday's battles people in the know people whose names you know are saying this. they won't say it in public and nor should they because there's no reason to attack trump he doesn't deserve to be attacked and uh it's not constructive but people have concerns and i you know maybe donald trump will address them and ameliorate them assuage them. So lots of A words that could be used. But we'll see. Kind of that's what I'm feeling. That's my vibe today here on uh, uh, Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast, which I'm doing while drinking some delicious vino verde. Priya a Avelda. It is a, uh, a Portuguese white, and it's kind of, a, kind of tart. Now, I want you to do some things. First, I want you to go to my On Locals community. Uh, Locals is uh, the one-stop shop for all things Kurt Schlichter. I link all my stuff there. I put in a, uh, I've got a little mini video every day, a little two-minute, three-minute morning report every every single day. Uh, special stuff there. I did a preview of The Split, the new Kelly Turnbull book. They'll come out in July if I ever get off my ass and finish it. And I wrote 5,000 words this weekend on it, and they're freaking amazing. And... Uh, 
you you should go and become a member of it and get all sorts of stuff. There, people also post their own stuff there, and it's really good stuff. That's a great links to other articles, people talking about stuff. I, I just think it's amazing. So I'm really enjoying that, so I hope you try it out. Follow me on Twitter, and you know my town halls every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then you got the special video on Friday. A video which, by the way, even though it was VIP, was number one trending item on Friday. Thank you. I appreciate your uh, 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 support on that thing. And, uh, gosh, I think that's about it for Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast with Kurt Schlichter. Great talking to you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.